unhappiest in the saddle. <laughs> A fellow sportsman. I am an FBI agent. Great Scott. What do you say we cut the chit-chat? A-hole. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Come with me if you want to live. Hello. And welcome to Retro Ramble. I'm Charlie McGee. I'm George McGee. And this time it's part two of our review of 2019, because the year is over. Or almost all, over, almost depending over. on when you listen to this. You're probably listening to this in 2020, but uh, yeah, we just wanted or later. To, to milk out uh, the year as, as, as long as we could. Yeah, so as promised, we will be covering uh, a number of other blockbusters that we feel best tie in with the brand that is retro ramble so we're obviously not covering some of the years we might be missing a few few of the years best films because we're in oscar season there's some very well-made films but not very blockbustery car chases. we don't really do art house i mean we watch them okay, occasionally but yeah we know you don't want to hear us bang on about art house films yeah so there's, there's other better podcasts for that so we're going to be covering uh alita we're going to be covering uh we're, we're going to be briefly taking a sojourn through uh, the various marvel efforts so Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Spider-Man: Far From Home. Then we're going to have some interesting recommendations for Disney, where we talk about Dumbo, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Then I'm briefly going to talk about the Tarantino effort, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, without spoiling it for me because I haven't seen it. And I'm going to cover. You're going to try and do the same. We do the same with Last Blood, Sylvester Stallone's closing featurette the final chapter of the rambo saga the long walk home the long road has oh, come to an end. Um, and then we'll also talk about some of the things that we've streamed this year and maybe give you there's going to be another special sort of review episode relating to another disney property uh, which we'll talk about at the end and we'll give some shout outs anything we'll, else uh, we we'll take a brief look back at our our own highlights to be yeah. completely self-indulgent as well so um it's not all about the films it's about the the podcast as well yeah so here it is review of 2019 part two enjoy she's the last of her kind she contains technology that have been lost for 300 years you know more about me than you're saying. Vita, some things are better left forgotten. And I'll find out for myself. So, first up, released a while ago. Seems like forever since I saw this film. March. Oh, yeah, that that to me is like last year. Yeah, so once again, like with Terminator Dark Fate, we both saw this in 4DX. So, and this is Alita battle angel so yes uh, like terminator dark fate we both saw this in 4dx uh, by by pure accident without arranging as charlie and i on that side we don't sort of say no you go as well you, you go and see okay so you got your phone on okay yeah. what's happening um, <laughs> walking and, through it and coincidentally this is also another james cameron production yeah, it's like if we're going to see a James Cameron film, is it in 4DX? You're damn right it is. Well, it kind of uh, it was set the standard, really. It was my first 4DX experience. I know you've been, you've watched it, a few films in 4DX, haven't you? I have a feeling, was this my first? I'm trying to think what else I've seen. I've seen a few since Alita. Oh, uh, okay. 
Like I'd seen, obviously we'll talk about later, mm. Last Blood, and I've seen Terminator, but I can't remember. For me, it, I'd have to say it is the one of the most enjoyable 4DX experiences that I've had. It is a rip-roaring roller coaster ride of a film, and that's not a Daily Express uh, synopsis. <laughs> Tagline for you. It was my, my first experience of 4DX, and I thought it was fantastic. As we said with Terminator, if it's it adds a you know excuse the pun it adds a certain dimension to the film, but it does I think make a maybe a, a three star film sort of pushes it up to a four star because you know it's making it more of a cinematic experience because you do feel every blow etc and all Keep that getting shot i think it was my i i'm just gonna go out there and say it was my first 4dx experience yeah i think it is because yeah, let's go for it let's uh, let's just put it in we can edit it out later no the reason why i think i can remember it's been my first is because i remember the the whole every single little thing about it like the the bullets flying past your ears with a little pfft, pfft, and then when you get prodded in the back, it's like, ow, my back, I've actually slipped a disc recently. This and liquid not, sprayed, is- when, they're, when they're sort of like oil sprayed over like a robot's body, you're feeling the spray as well. Which is, in this case, oil. That oil. will come up later. Yeah. Um, so just to give it a bit of background on this. So yes, this is a, a James Cameron production. And this was on James Cameron's slate for, I think, from since uh, maybe before Titanic. He has been a fan of it and wanting to do a film adaptation of it for, yeah, almost, well, yeah, practically two decades now. What is it? Was it a comic? Manga. Right. Or I am probably going to get in trouble because manga is a certain type of Japanese animation, but it's based on a Japanese comic book series. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of Japanese graphic novels. Uh, yeah, it's been around for for over 20 years, maybe 30 years, I think, because the comic book's been around for. And obviously, James Cameron got uh, sidelined with Titanic and then a little-known thing known as Avatar, and it seems we have lost Jim Cameron forever in the world of, of Avatar and its 17 sequels that he's got on the slate. So somewhere along the line, he got chatting with Robert Rodriguez and... James Cameron done all this sort of prep work for it and basically just passed all his notes on to Rodriguez and was like, well, yeah, here, take a crack at it, take a crack at the script, and uh, if you so can he's crack produ- it, it's he's, yours. In, he's in the producer chair on yes. this one. Okay. Yeah, so it's a Robert Rodriguez uh, directed film, but it is uh, James Cameron and it's the same producer as Avatar as well, who names escapes me. So it's, I, I would highly recommend it to people who like action. It's perfect for the 4DX. It's by no means a, a perfect film but i think it's it's worth seeing if you miss it at the cinema i think you'd still enjoy it whether it's streaming or mm. blu-ray or 4k because you know it has that finished slick look and feel about it yes i mean it's it's a very slick uh, production got some very good special effects cgi it's great i mean it's i'm a big fan of rodriguez i'm a bit of a rodriguez apologist because he does have a bit of a patchy career this is the man that gave us, uh, you know, Desperado. But he then he's done quite some varied stuff. So he's done The Faculty. He's done Spy Kids. He did the Grindhouse film, you know, Planet Terror. But he, I think one thing that can be said about him, he's, he knows how to stage good action. He's very good at, you know, doing slick visuals. And I think the one thing that this film suffers is it is a bit messy. I think there's a lot of world building going on. There's obviously a lot of this 
mythology that comes from the source material that they're trying to cram in without boring you in the and in the very cynical attempt to build a franchise it's sort of like oh yeah we'll tease that but we that'll be that'll be paid off in in a future film of course because we're getting a sequel right Uh, right yes (laughs) and i think uh, like again like the terminator another james cameron production that it costs so much to make and to market it just hasn't hit with the right audiences well i Ironically, being an unknown property, uh, I just don't think it seems to have it's a bit of a fan base that the other franchises do. But it's, it's got a, a cult following, and there's a lot of people a bit like Dread before it and the Tron Legacy. That there's a there's quite a, a an online fan base that are crying out and trying to not as not as I would uh, like to see another film. Obviously. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it that much uh, that I, I would be up for seeing, and I'd pay pay good money to see another one i mean it's it's daft but it's enjoyable you know it's enjoyable nonsense i think that's the best way of describing it yeah i noticed we managed to talk about that film without actually giving any uh, indication about what it's about well i mean it's <laughs> set in the 25th century about some kick-ass robot cyborg girl yeah so people are, li- are on the sort of cursed earth and then all the rich hoi polloi are living in a floating city oh yeah there's a few of the time machines and there's also there's also a motorball speedball games in there and then there's robot hunters so you can see it's a little bit messy yeah just like our review of it but you also have um christoph waltz um saying the words panzerkunst a lot which is quite worth going to see it for 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 that so that was alita colon battle Angel. angel Next up, because they've had three big films out this year, it's Marvel, it's Disney. Sorry, it's Marvel. We're going to do Disney later. So first up this year, around the same sort of time, which was my second film, which I went to see in 40X, which was not as good. And I wondered why I pay the extra money. Uh, I mean, in terms of experience, um, was Captain Marvel, which I did enjoy (laughs) <laughs> which was okay can i shock you yeah. i also enjoyed it but i didn't think it, we're I, just I, waiting for endgame too i much. still think it's lower level marvel i don't have uh, an issue with oh it's a woman oh, yeah. she's sexy she's no, strong I, I thought it was uh she's an, confident an entertaining origin story i liked the 90s setting even though they did play on the sort of 90s nostalgia a bit too much i mean who would do such a thing of of playing on 90s nostalgia and we wouldn't we wouldn't certainly there there are some stuff that works in it i like you know, the, the obviously the, the 90s soundtrack we were both very impressed with the de-aging of samuel jackson yeah and right up until the point well no we're not going to say until the point he has to run or yeah. do any action where <laughs> yeah, he runs to. like an old man yeah. which he is he's in his he must be in is he in his 70s now i think he's in his 70s now yeah he looks good for his age yeah. uh, even without cgi but yeah i think we were both on the same sort of level this it's it's entertaining it's you know what you you would come to expect of a Marvel, you know, a Marvel entry. It's um, solid. I, I mean, for me, it's fairly low down. Maybe because it's, I'm just not familiar with the character at all. But saying that, I wasn't really familiar with Black Panther, and I enjoyed Black Panther a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was a much stronger film, and I think meant a lot more to the cinema, the cinema w- in general. Whereas this, because it's a prequel, uh, maybe it's going through the motions, and mm. it's limited in terms of the the you know getting to the beats of you know catching up with everything else. But I think there was a lot of 
fans out there who are like thank it is the first time you know that a female lead has her own film and ha- and it is done so well it's made a billion um i think so yeah yeah i know it has it's and it's the most successful so yeah good work you know and um good work dollface <laughs> no, an encouraging down. pat on the bottom <laughs> being nice and misogynist about it but no i i, I enjoyed it D- didn't you do well <laughs> did, did you do well? didn't you do well no it was a good film uh, anything else you want to say about that no um should we then do i don't know if it's chronological but i think next we do no 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 no. let's let's do chronological because it it makes more sense let's do end game (laughs) you just you know don't do the lisping don't do spider-man talking with his mask on end game uh i don't think we can really i'm sure there's plenty of podcasts out there Um, who go into it in a lot of detail lots of spoilers i'm Um, sure uh, the empire podcast alone has about seven podcasts on uh, end game did you enjoy it i loved it yeah, uh, me too. I, I th- well, I think you and I actually saw it uh, together for the second time, didn't we? Yes, we did. In in Londres. In Londres. No, I thought it was amazing. I mean, it was there was a lot of fan pleasing moments that we, I say, won't go into, even though probably everyone on on you know that listens to this has seen it. Though I'm still undecided whether I think I still prefer Infinity War more. And this this is the one thing that we differ on because for me, I, I did really. Enjoy, I think Infinity War is. Has is probably of a better structure, but I love where they went with Endgame. For me, it had a certain thing in it that... Time was, travel! Yeah, I think we can safely say that. And for me, the way that they executed that, it was brilliant. And and it made, for me, it made... You could, they're two parts of the whole, you can't have one without the other. But for me, it made Infinity War better. Yeah, I know. I need to... Uh, I bought uh, Infinity War recently on Blu-ray and I, I was planning to watch it over Christmas and I just have, haven't had the time. But yeah, I, I do want to go back because I haven't seen it since I've seen Endgame. But yeah, I, I think I do agree with you on that part. I think obviously the one criticism of Infinity War is that some characters got short shrift. And in this one... It has been flipped. It does spend more time on the original core Avengers characters, and rightfully so, because it is accumulation of of their their story. I think it's a tremendous achievement in terms of how you can bring all those strands together across 24 films was it in the end I think I think at this stage it was 22 I think Spider-Man Far From Home was 25 okay there you go I think so anyway should have nerd so yeah I mean it is complete sort of satisfying gushing but that was, I, I think that's one yeah. where I to, it was just it was a satisfying finale yeah. for me and yeah I think it goes out without saying like some people at work sent me oh I haven't seen many of the other ones should I still go and see it and I was like no absolutely <laughs> no. no it just won't make any sense you, yeah you might find it entertaining but you just wouldn't have a clue what's going on yeah. uh, so I think that's the only downside is that you there is a lot of investment to enjoy it yeah uh, which brings us to <laughs> Spider-Man Spider-Man so Tom yeah. Holland doesn't really play at the lisp like mm. to- Toby used no to. No, probably because he's not actually technically wearing a suit. It's all CGI most of the time. God. Whereas poor Tommy McGuire was in skimpy leotards and what have you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's amazing how much in the after, uh, in the behind the scenes stuff that it's all mocap. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Um, so yes, this shut up, nerd. <laughs> this is the first. Um, uh, this is the first film to follow on from the the accumulation of the the whole the Avengers fallout. phase. This, is this the first one of? 
phase four i don't know um start again reset so yes uh, this had a tough act to follow but yeah this was a a really interesting approach on on spider-man because spider-man is always very guilty of recovering old ground but i found this quite uh fresh because it was you know it was basically spider-man meets uh Grismal's european vacation yeah and it was funny Yes, it is very funny. And we love Jake Gyllenhaal. I was going to say, Jake Gyllenhaal is a fantastic character actor. Um, I would watch him in anything. It's got, yeah, as you would come to expect, it's got some great set pieces. It's a lot of fun. And, great visuals. And, yeah, fantastic. Some of the, the best visuals I've seen in, in any If you've Marvel got drugs, film. take them before you go and watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not an endorsement. That's just ma- mainly in a suggestion. A suggestion. In where it's legal... <laughs> Obviously, uh, t- t- take some night nurse before you go in. <laughs> I enjoy Tom Holland's Spider Man. Sounded weird. Um, you're being really mean to me in this episode. <laughs> Since it's come out, there's been a lot of behind the scenes machinations between because this is a Marvel and co produced uh, by Marvel and Sony. And then there was the Sony threatened to pull the plug and cut off, cut off the Marvel deal, but it seems like they've they've come back and made up that. So they're doing one more film together. Yeah, with it almost, Tom Holland. It almost seems like a PR stunt. Well, that's it. It was almost uh, almost if it, it's sort of a a move from I don't know whether from Marvel or from Sony to basically yeah, get a better deal. But yeah, uh, that's sort of there's a lot of behind the scenes and there's a lot of articles written about it. But yes, there there is. Well, it's just good. There's going to be another film, so we can enjoy it, and yes. then yeah, because yeah, I say I uh, I enjoy uh, the the Spider-Man series, and uh, he's yes. great. Yeah, he's, he's he's very good. So quickly that, onto Disney. Yeah, moving from one, one from one from one company to no, it's the same company. So, so Dumbo. Yes. So I went to see Dumbo. Uh, I took my daughter to see Dumbo. I w- didn't really have much interest in uh, seeing Dumbo, and I think I can you remember the original? No. No, and that's why I didn't really have an interest in going to see it, but I needed to entertain my child. But then I was also interested when I could completely pass me by that it's actually a Tim Burton film. Yeah. And you know me, I like Tim Burton. You know, from previous podcasts, we've talked about um, our love for Tim Burton's films, the the Batman films. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Be- Beetlejuice, uh, Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, Mars Attacks. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, I was surprised when he was involved with it. And obviously he did one of the first Disney reimaginings, whatever they're calling it, reboots, live, live action. action with Alice in Wonderland, which I found was really disappointing and was just not really, seen it. It's just really messy and a bit dull. However, um, yeah, this has uh, it's it's quite. I say I didn't wasn't familiar with the original Dumbo, um, so I just kind of took it on face value. But it's got some great actors in it. You know, uh, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, uh, Colin Farrell. Do they keep the black crows? No, the racist crows aren't in it in this one. <laughs> I, that, I do remember um, vaguely the cartoon from from when I was younger. Um, but it's it's you know it's perfectly fine. It's it's nothing amazing. There are some Tim Burton esque flourishes in terms of the design uh, of it. It's quite sort of fifties kitsch, even though it's I think set in the twenties, which is a bit acronistic but yeah it's uh it's 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 fine <laughs> <laughs> that's a recommendation if i've ever heard one yeah. uh next uh, so that was 
Dumbo, that which Dumbo. I haven't seen, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chime in. Next up, another film I haven't seen, Aladdin, with <laughs> Will Smith. I was a massive fan of the original we Aladdin. We both were. Uh, we had the Mega Drive game. Yes, um, such a such a big franchise. So I think in 1993. Two uh, film, I think. So yeah, I was a big fan of the original with Robin Williams, as are many people, you know, um, of a certain age. I remember watching it, I think, three times in one week on on VHS. Oh, he was amazing! What, what a stellar performance! I think it'll go down as one of his best performances. It was like Robin, do 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 the Robin Williams thing. Yeah. Um, so so brave of Will Smith to take it on, and and obviously the first trailer came out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it looks awful." Will Smith looks awful. How's he going? compete but um they pulled it off yeah they pulled it off i really enjoyed it i think will smith's great in in the role he does you know he tries to make it makes the role his own or he tries as hard as he can obviously you cannot top robin williams that is impossible but at any aspect of comedy yeah (laughs) r.i.p but yeah it's 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 a lot of fun it's bright it's colorful the only thing that i would say and i get the feeling i think you're gonna say something similar about lion king is and like they've done with a few of these disney live actions they they feel the need to pad them out they build up certain characters they add in additional songs probably to make it feel to say oh well we we, you know we have done something running time was different we have done something different with it and in this case it most Mostly works, but it's still for kids' film. It is quite long. When I watched it with with my little girl Orla, she was getting a little bit fidgety towards the end, but she she loves the film. And as a result, my my top Spotify artist of 2019 is Will Smith because I've had to play Aladdin so much on my Google speaker. And then there's the whole Bad Boys and Wicked Wicked Wow Wow West and Miami and and, and all his other hits. Um, <laughs> So, yes, yeah, Aladdin's a lot of fun. And, yeah, bizarrely, it's also a Guy Ritchie film, but there's no Jason Statham or anything like that. So No car chases. No, it no. does sound like a bit of a recommendation there. So I'm going to check it out because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's Maybe not Dumbo. Um, which brings us to a film I have covered, which is The Lion King, The Circle of Life. It's a wheel of fortune. So you haven't seen this? I haven't seen this, no. Um, I haven't got... I sort of missed it at Cinema. And to be fair, uh, it's, it's all down to my daughter. She's not... Uh, never been a fan of the animated. Yeah, she definitely wouldn't like the film, yeah. In terms of padding it out, uh, I mean, f- it's is it a good film? Do you like the original Lion King? Because it is... Um, Let's just say if you've seen if you've seen the original, there is it, it's great to see. It is it is impressive. I think it's like visually stunning. The music's great, but it doesn't really Good cast. Uh, yeah, great cast, amazing cast. Um, great great performances. Um, so yeah, I saw it with my my little man, and he loved it. I mean, it was his first outing in the cinema, so you know he he even stood up and applauded. There was a there, oh, was, wow. a, there was an advert for the Bolshoi um, ballerina that was coming on after the, the some other t- the, like a coming soon thing, and he stood up and applauded that. So I knew he was easily pleased. Um, but he loved it. He can't actually tell the difference between because we've got the animated film and he watched is it and he keeps telling everyone i saw this at the cinema oh. uh, so i don't think he, he can't tell Bless. the difference between um the live action but if you like the film yes go and see it it's good but the i one, don't know we, the, we we can edit this out because i am asking this george um is it a spoiler to say it is it is scene for scene the identical to the 
Oh no no the, the, well, the most is, is, mo- is, that, is that too much of a spoiler to say? Am no, I spoiling not, anything? No, not at all. I mean, most of the. I'm not telling you anything of the plot, but it is scene for scene. It's it's longer than the original somehow because everything's no no. But that's what out. they're all doing. That's yeah. what uh, Aladdin is. I mean, they yeah they, they've they've put in a few different quirks here and there, but in the most part, and especially Beauty and the Beast, which came out was it last year, maybe the year before, um, that is pretty much beat for beat identical, apart from oh let's chuck in a a song here. Anyone would think they were just making these live action films to create a back catalogue of content for like a new streaming channel or something. Who would know? Only a cynic would um, say that. But no, I've uh, the one sort of criticism I've heard of this film uh, of Lion King is that the fact that they've gone for such photo realism, you're losing the emotion you get with animation. So when like their you know their eyebrows raise, it's that and, iconic and, scene of uh, Simba looking at the wildebeest coming towards him and his entire face just in the camera zooms in and he's like and yeah as you say it's too it's super realistic it's impressive because yeah animals don't emote as much as as us humans it's almost like when they use those real monkeys in the the original planet of the apes that's a very good point (laughs) that's why didn't they they didn't get the oscar because they use real monkeys yeah that's that's our disney marvel roundup uh which brings us to the other films that came out towards the end of this year and a film i am dying to see but i missed it at the cinema because the damn film wasn't on long enough and it's already unviewable and that was the case about once upon a time in hollywood So yes, George this, has seen. This is and the, that's why I'm being nasty to him in this episode. This, I'm jealous. This is the uh, ninth film from Quentin Tarantino, provided you don't count uh, Kill Bill as two different films, even though they were released as two different films. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to be keeping count because he keeps on reminding you at every film. Yes, because Kill Bill was his fourth. Yes, this is obviously come with quite a bit of hype in terms of it's got a brilliant cast brad pitt leonardo dicaprio and the lovely margot robbie yeah set in 1969 yeah uh how do i go on it's got some amazing characters as you would expect from tarantino film it's got an amazing soundtrack as you would expect it's got the one thing tarantino is very good at i found of late um whilst his films are a little bit scrappy and uneven he can write some amazing tense scenes so for me two of my favorite scenes of any film are from inglorious bastards you know that obviously the opening scene with christoph waltz and the scene in the bar with michael fassbender where they're playing the uh who am i game yeah that he's very good at doing these drawn out scenes of tension and this this film has those scenes as well where it's less successful is the story as a whole it's it just doesn't really have much of a plot okay i i like spending time with brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio's characters so gay there's there's some great um, little sort of star actor cameos played brilliantly by random people that i wanted to see more of i would happily like watch it as like a mini series and i think in some ways that's missed opportunity yeah missed opportunity but yeah it's it's quite it's quite long but it doesn't feel long uh the ending is is attracted uh, the end no the ending is is really random but it's really entertaining so i did enjoy it but i don't think it's his up there with his best there's a there's a lot to like about it but yeah it's just a bit meandering and it's a bit like the george lucas thing i think tarantino's got so big and so powerful and so revered no one's gonna turn around and say yeah, he could do with a you know he could do with chopping that out or it needs to be tidied up a bit 
Okay. Um, so yeah, it it looks looks and sounds great. Some great performances, but it's just the story's a little bit uh, lacking. Okay. Well, and I'm definitely going to see it. Um, okay. So that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which brings us to the, the end of the road. Yeah. It's a long road. So you'll all remember we recently covered Rambo, well, First Blood. First Blood. And we we both enjoyed going back and watching that film. We were surprised that we'd forgotten how good it was. Mm-hmm. I think we knew it was good the first time and we enjoyed it the first time, but it had been and, a while. And we forgot how different it is from the very, very, silly, very silly and very violent sequels. Um, which we thoroughly enjoyed. I think... In terms of I, avoiding spoilers, I'm just going to stick to what's in the trailer. Um, which is a lot. Which is a lot. So you, you will have seen in the trailer that there's him kicking ass, but it focuses a lot of what goes so, on, so on I, his farm. As I haven't seen it, and I have seen the trailer, do you want me to give you a summary? Yeah, George, George will give you a summary about what it's about. So Rambo's living on a farm. I think it's his brother's farm, or it's a family farm or something. He's, he's um, living a very peaceful life. He's got like a niece or uh, some sort of surrogate daughter type thing they're on the border of mexico which is full of horrible mexicans something happens rambo has to go across the border gets beaten up and then he somehow lures the evil mexicans back to his farm where he basically set lots of death traps and tunnels like home alone style uh, and he has a bow and arrow and that's all in the trailer Okay, so I went to see this film in 40X. Just such a sucker for that. And it started off, and it was interesting. By the end of it, I was actually asking... I was questioning myself as a person. In what way? Well, just basically that when we were younger, we loved the Rambo film. Was this ever a good franchise? <laughs> well, no, but it was like, we loved this when we were young boys. We loved the Rambo films when With we were... rose-tinted or blood-splattered spectacles. Yeah. and... I because the, the reason I ask I ask questions about myself is that I think this is actually very similar to Rambo two and three in in many different ways and I think if you love those I'm starting to sound like James Cameron if you really love those films <laughs> then you the this, lights go down <laughs> so you will probably love this film but um, I think in terms of what I think was was dealt with badly was the portrayal of Mexico as a country because they go to they go to a city and it's just called Mexico. Right. Um, there's some beautiful shots of the finished parts of Trump's fence at, at at the magic hour. They play with the whole thing about border, about how it's it's totally unsafe. And it is kind of like it has been referred to as like a Trumpian fantasy. If you if you disengage from all of the 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 politics around it and say it's just a Rambo film, you kind of as it's been portrayed in in the trailer if you like rambo and you like action films i think you should see it because the last act gives you lots of rambo okay but it's just i think with this sensible head-on looking at the politics behind it and the use of characters and racial stereotypes and bad guys maybe i'm becoming over analytical with the film i shouldn't be over analytical with and that's the that's the sort of ranty bit over didn't you say it was uh, to me it was a bit like torture porn that it sort of it was it was it was if anything it was too violent uh yeah i mean just just to warn you if you don't like goriness do not go to see this film this is one of the goriest films i have ever seen 
there is and I saw it in 40X so whenever there was blood I was being sprayed by with water <laughs> so uh, amazing sound effects but no I'm not a softie I do I do uh, there have been some things but it just seemed unnecessary it just seemed you're nothing but a softy liberal <laughs> I think that's my problem I think that's what I've become and when we were watching Rambo and we young we God, were goddamn snowflake we were, when we were watching Rambo we were good honest american lo- we were gun-toting gun-toting republican we loved ronald reagan we loved schwarzenegger we loved blowing things up and, still do and but, and, but, and not, but see it as silly yeah so yeah i'm trying to i'm try- i was just trying to explain that i've obviously i'd like to think that i've changed i've, I've matured uh, but you've got to disengage that part and you've got and you have to give some credit to the man he's gone back and he's given people closure uh, closure on on the rambo franchise and he looks like he is this is one thing he beats um schwarzenegger on he is in amazing shape i don't know how he's got in that shape you took very good care of your body but he is he's ridiculous but he is so well built there's a scene in it he can't hug he can't actually do a hug because just so stacked he's just so stacked so yeah that is very impressive but he's kind of the only character in the film I'd say that's that's the that's the issue with we it. Have, is we have, well, we have talked about, and we're probably going to get our haters on, on on the line. But you know, Sly is a bit self indulgent at times. He does. There was opportunities. There would have there, there were opportunities to have other characters, to have other things, and to have better bad guys. But look, let's let's. One, one question though: yeah. Is there a final song over the credits by Frank Stallone? I don't think. Well, it wasn't. It's uh, uh, no, no. Actually, no. Sorry. Is it, isn't there some no, sorry, sort of- sorry. You have just reminded me exactly what happens, and it's kind of like the the Born Legacy thing when you kind of wish you were seeing these films. At the end of the film, there's this beautiful montage, and it starts. Oh, and it's to the it's a long road uh, track. So it is Frank Stallone, and it starts off with uh, all, and it goes through all of the films. And I think I left the cinema when I got to the 2008 Rambo film. Once you last Troutman, yeah, because it shows it. It has the voiceover in it, and it's done with this sort of like blurred filter, and looks great. And so it's it's kind of like a celebration, but it's like, do you remember when Rambo films were amazing? Like the first two, these are the better films the, you could be watching. You know, even the third film, when you compare it to like when you look at the franchises a whole uh i don't know where you'd put this but like the first three films are great the first one is by far the best this is trying to go back to it and it does do a lot of nudges to it and i'm not i think you need to see this if you like rambo Mm. but you need to be prepared for what is coming it's like it's i think as i said to you before i really like the explodey bang bang chase chase shoot shoot rather than the stab stab gore gore which is what you seem to be getting much more of yeah more more cartoon rather than um yeah as i say torture porn i think i i touched on this on our our first blood episodes that i revisited the fourth one which is called rambo um i think i'm sure uh, it's called john rambo i could be wrong um, no it is just called rambo and it's just it's just a nasty film it's just um it's just a very gratuitous like the the and i think you could say that about this film yeah. i think that's how i think i was talking about how i've changed i think that's how stallone has maybe changed yeah um we love you man so don't come and beat us up yeah so uh that was uh last blood just to finish off because we did say in the intro that we're going to cover it and we didn't uh what have been your highlights in terms of streaming for this year um so uh because for me i i'll let you think about it a moment for me it was the boys 
As in the the Amazon show. Yeah, the Amazon show, which is kind of like uh, I think people a good way I have heard people sum it up is it's a bad super uh, like what if uh, an evil Superman. Yes, um, so it's it's based on a uh, a comic book. I think it's Garth Ennis who did. Uh, I think he did like Preacher and things like that. So it's yes, I a like Preacher, a nice uh, twist on the sort of yeah comic book thing. I no, I, I thought that was fantastic as well. On a much lighter note, I really enjoyed. I thought one of the best things I'd seen all year was uh, Chernobyl. Um, <laughs> light um, no it's it was brutal depressing but it was just really captivating really engrossing I thought powerful in terms of yeah really powerful just the fact that it was you know such a a complete disaster and how how badly it was managed and all the people affected by it, it really resonated with me I thought it was brilliantly acted brilliantly it was just a brilliant production so yes whilst it's not uh, one of the worst modern disasters but a true story and it was brilliantly um, executed brilliantly put together I thought it was yeah and in terms of a great example you know (laughs) we're not going to be getting another series thank god um, it's I I liked it was just a different way of storytelling over I think five episodes so yeah I really enjoyed that you and I have obviously been enjoying New Rick and Morty Um, just gets better and better and yeah I I think that's about it in terms of uh, I've I've uh, Dolomite is my name oh yes Um, (laughs) we we both had a lot of fun watching uh, the return of Eddie Murphy uh, and he is back in the Netflix film Dolomite is my name Uh, and we're going to get lots of Eddie so yes he is reteaming with the same director i think it's called craig brewer for coming to the number two america so see what they did there it's genius uh, so we're getting that next but it's year. taken them this long to come out with that title that's why the film was delayed exactly exactly like to think. uh so and uh and he's also announced he's working with a netflix to bring back beverly hills cop so that is a series then i don't know if that's a series or if it's a netflix original film like dolomite was maybe but can when I just chuck in like one of our features like a spin-off I want to see is mm. I'd love to see Beverly Hills Cop as a series with him being the angry captain well they <laughs> that uh, could work they actually <laughs> did try to do a Beverly Hills Cop TV show they did a pilot with his which featured Axel Foley and his son and it didn't get past the pilot stage and it hasn't <laughs> take your son to work day <laughs> yeah and it hasn't been screened so it right. must have been really bad so okay. they tried that Charlie and it just didn't work but he is back he was back on SNL re- and re- re- going back to some of his own characters he is back and, he, and, he's, and it's and great he's, to see him back and, he's, and it's the same um, I think he's rumoured he's going to be going back on stand up as well which is quite yeah. exciting no because that's what I'm saying he is a great comedian he knows which, how to push the, uh, the boundaries and that's mm. what comedy comedy is offensive you know that it has to offend somebody yeah no we uh, we love Eddie and I wouldn't be surprised if we may be tackle one of his films for next year yeah just a tie-in obviously not not out of shameless pure, tie-in pure love so, so that sort of wraps up some of the the highlights and lowlights of of the year um, we try to be fair we've been honest and hopefully we haven't spoiled and hopefully we've put you off going to see the films for the right reasons and and and, and as i said at the start these are just our opinions you know your opinions may differ yeah so we are moving into 2020 we've got some 
some great films lined up, I think. Yeah, real um, gigs. But um, we've had a great 2019. So we've done, you know, some of our favourite films. We've covered uh, any highlights for you in terms of, uh, you know, a bit of bit of self indulgence. You know, uh, what was what would you say is your highlights in terms of retro ramble films we've covered? I'm just trying to think. They all just blur into one long episode. Well, we, we had two Keanu Lovins. We had Matrix and Speed. That was special. It was spe- it was it was special for me to go back uh, to the matrix because it's such a big film and i'm super psyched about the fourth film uh because keanu can do no wrong at the moment did you see that uh apparently matrix 4 and john wick coming 4 out the same day and released and on he's the same day. Them both at the same day and, and somebody i think it was jermaine clement said release bill and ted 3 on the same day you cowards <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i and I'm, I'm starting to think that they're, they're, they're going to join them together somehow that it was all just a dream would watch uh, um but uh, uh we did true romance that was a lot of fun yeah i was just going to come to that yeah. and I say I think highlights for me were the silly films so like I really enjoyed uh, True Romance because obviously they had Chris Walken in it uh, I just stopped myself from doing an impression there a bad impression and uh, Speed uh, the the 90s I think I think we can remember that the 80s there's a lot of love sort of and we were much younger but the 90s is, is dating in a funny way I think yes. the 80s, the, everyone yeah. agrees the 80s were great now uh, for many many reasons and it's that sort of like that 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 distance between here and then uh, but when we go back to the 90s now we have a lot of fun and yeah true romance big highlight for me uh, you're gonna have to keep reminding me they all just we don't uh, we, Big we, Trouble in Little China so and, 80s that was a lot of fun that was good good fun to revisit that we love the Kurt Russell um, but yeah I think I think the uh, the unexpected uh, highlight was both of us revisiting uh, First Blood in, in yeah. the first time in a long time. I, I think that that's why it's I wanted to talk about it when I was um, being so kind to Last Blood uh, is that I I was I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that film and I watched it uh, and it stayed with me. You know, like when you watch a film and you think about it a few days later, you're like, wow. So yeah, that's in terms of of highlights. Do we? I think I think we should probably say. Um, say a few words of thanks yeah so um, obviously we have to thank uh, everyone that's listened that's, that's downloaded downloaded liked uh, that, that shared especially the sharers obviously there's there's too many of you to uh, to thank good but, time for a few shout outs but there, there's a few shout outs so there's um, there's some people that have been some of our biggest supporters in terms of like shares comments uh, which we love getting by the way and the people uh, who are posting stuff to our pages really like that's related to Retro Ramble keep doing that yeah and I say it's not just film suggestions ask us a question you know uh, ask Charlie what's his favourite Jai Courtney film too many to mention but yes uh, thanks must go to Mark Lintert, uh, also known as Atrendatramp, our good friend of the show, and uh, we had him on earlier in the year for our Robocop episode, uh, Ben at Atop Film Tip. The Technoir Film Club, which is a page on Facebook, but uh, also run by Rocky Gaskino, which I'm pretty sure is not your real name. But yeah, thanks to Technoir Film Club. So they they share our stuff and we uh, we sort of borrow each other's uh, memes from time to time. At Mark Williams 22. Uh, but Charlie, have you got a few on, on Facebook yeah, as well? Trevor Alonso is the guy I was talking about who's been posting stuff to our pages that's mm-hmm. related to and And the new Ghostbusters trailer, he posted that and very psyched and mentioned us and really love that um marcus bird we know you you know who we are we miss you yeah we miss you hope you're doing you never well ring, you never write but you do share our stuff <laughs> and there's some other great guys who've, who've been sharing some stuff online so just just a very big thank you gareth arnold 
Adam Futter, uh, to name but a few and many, many more. There is there's too many, but thank you and keep mm. keep sharing and suggestions. We want we want your suggestions. I think we where a lot of people are happy with the format. We like to keep coming up with features or or should we say tweaking the features that we do, and we are going to be making some very small changes to some of the features that that feature at the end of the main feature of the podcast. That's a lot of features, but yes, we Featuring are featuring features. We are playing around with looking at how we can do some additional content that would potentially be in a, on a subscription model so for those of you who um, you know follow other podcasts we are considering looking at patreon so that gives us a chance to play a little bit outside the usual confines of our of our episode structure so if there's anything that you think we could do differently, uh, anything you do like, anything you don't like, you know, I say we are more open. or less of certain things. We've been trying to keep our ep- episodes down to an hour unless it's a special. Yeah, so we're with we a few ideas were flowing about. It's like a, a soundtrack special. We would do actor specials, director specials, director specials, favorite um, book to film conversions. Yeah, so there, oh, there's yeah. and games uh yes so uh, obviously charlie does a lot uh, on games and we've we've touched on in the past but is that if that's something more you want to movie uh, related games or you want to hear about and would be you know happy to to put some money towards then you know please let us know because i say you uh your feedback is very important to us and yeah and just to uh, lay foundations we will be cut one film that came out this year one of the biggest films uh, we are going to be doing a Star Wars special that's going to be a separate episode and we're also going to be talking about so that will be focusing on the new Star Wars film the first yeah the, sorry the, the most recent Star Wars film The Rise of Skywalker uh, just just in a sort of review um, so that will be kind of like a special part three but in that we're going to be talking about uh, Jedi Fallen Order which is the recent uh, uh, PlayStation 4 game which is uh, definitely worthy of mention and we'll probably share our thoughts on the final trilogy so The Force Awakens Last Jedi yeah, and Rise of Skywalker as, talk a, about. As, a, as a whole yeah so there's something to to look forward to and obviously follow us on all the channels keep keep liking and sharing the memes the memes sorry and we'll keep churning out the content hope you enjoyed it it's been a great year and I look forward to uh, hopefully continuing to work with George in, in 2020 if I haven't been too nasty to him today so mean to me in this episode well it is Christmas I think George is just my own I think he's just single ramble spin off um, podcast bored of this from going home <laughs> um, yes uh, hope, we hope you have a, a happy and healthy 2020 and uh yes uh, take care and uh, keep listening yeah thanks and we'll speak to you again soon bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>